0: I grew up in a small country church about an hour north of New York City, Patterson Baptist Church in Patterson, New York. My pastor preached the gospel, and he was true to the scriptures in his doctrine and his practice. I don't have any memories of our pastor preaching in defense of the King James Bible. I don't think he ever did. But all he or my Sunday school teachers or anyone else in our church ever used was the King James Bible. I do remember one time a guest preacher, before reading his text, warning the crowd, Now, what I read is going to sound a little bit different than what you read in your Bible. And I distinctly recall thinking in my 10-year-old mind, Well, that's not right. As he read those very different words, you could feel the tension in the room. I remember a second time, when I was about 12, going to a youth rally in Connecticut. And the guest speaker, before he read from whatever version he used, he made a half-apology to the crowd. I had never heard any teaching on the subject. But once again, I thought, Those words are different. That can't be right. A few years later, I was privileged to be attending a very small Christian school. I read in my textbook one day something along the lines of, God gave Bible writers the thoughts, and the Bible writers wrote those thoughts down in their own words. Once again, I thought, that can't be right. In all three of those cases, the end question was the same. Can I depend on every word in my Bible being exactly what God wants me to know and believe? After that third experience, I decided to seek the Lord for myself. I read my Bible through carefully and prayerfully, asking God every step of the way to convince me that I could trust my Bible. I didn't read any books on manuscript evidence. I asked the Lord to show me. Within just a year or two, I was convinced that there could only be one Bible, and that it was the Bible that God had used in my own heart and that He had blessed for these centuries. The many books that I have read on the subject since then Have only confirmed my conclusion that my Bible is exactly what God wants it to be. That's the doctrine of preservation in the simplest of terms. To the manuscript scholar, I'm sure my position sounds overly simplistic. But regardless of how it may sound, it's 100% in line with God's promises regarding His Word. My Bible is exactly what God wants it to be. With that thought in view, that my Bible is exactly what God wants it to be, I want to quickly explore an element of the Bible that you're probably already very familiar with, but that someone listening today perhaps has never heard. I'm referring to the fact that the Bible is not like the typical book that's laid out chronologically, start to finish. It's not one continuous narrative from beginning to end. The Bible is arranged like a library, God's library, not by man's design, but by God's design, because my Bible is exactly what God wants it to be. When you walk into a library, the books are not arranged randomly. They're not arranged alphabetically, with all the titles beginning with A on your immediate left and all the titles beginning with Z on your immediate right. No, the books in a library are arranged topically. All of the biographies are in one section. The books of history are in another section. The books of science, of geography, of philosophy, they each had their own separate section. And that's exactly how God arranged His Word. If you grew up in church, you probably have the sections of the Bible engraved in your mind, and that's great. But in case you don't, this will help you tremendously as you read and study your Bible. The first section of the Bible is the Law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The second section of the Bible is history Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. The third section is poetry Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. The fourth section of the Bible is the prophets Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea. Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. I should mention that the prophets are broken down into two groups, the major prophets and the minor prophets. But just starting out, all you need to know is that they're all the prophets. The fifth section is the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The sixth section is Church History. It contains one book, the book of Acts. The seventh section is the Epistles, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, James, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and Jude. And the final section is New Testament Prophecy. It's comprised of one book, the book of Revelation. Now, if you're saying, Oh, that was so tedious, I've heard that a thousand times. Well, let me thank you for your forbearance on behalf of someone who is saying, Wow, I've never heard that before. In every detail, your Bible is exactly what God wants it to be. Christian, your Father in heaven wants you to read and study and immerse yourself in your Bible. With complete faith and confidence Stay the course We pray that today's program Was a blessing to you If you have any questions or comments We'd love to hear from you You can email us at Staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org God bless you So dear Christians Stay the course God's promise it is yours We shall